Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 2, Chapter 64, or the night when it all went to shit, <laughs> as we were just staying off mic. So, it is after midnight now on the 16th day of this adventure, the 8th of Neth. It's now been around 48 hours since Ray was murdered in the mud of Market Street. No matter what happens next, no matter what you choose to do, no matter how things play out, and I frankly have no clue what's going to happen tonight, we are really and truly brushing right up against the end game of Act 2 here. Oh, boy. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's probably like a ton of chapters left to go until we put this act to bed. <laughs> but my guess is that we are going to look back at this little hush right here as the beginning of the end of this arc of the overall story. The turning point. Mm -hmm. And let's look at all you've done since you arrived in Thrushmore only five days ago. You left one hellhole to find yourselves caught in another. The prison of Briarstone Isle was behind you, but Thrushmore did not turn out to be a happy little place to rest, recoup, and recover. Bad shit's been going down here. And you've learned it's been going down since before this adventure even began, before you woke up. In fact, it all seemed to start when Count Hazerton Pragmus Lowell's the Fourth ditched town to turn you over to Dr. Lissandro and left Melison Cororo in charge of Iris Hill. Where did Lowell's go from there? We don't know. No clue thus far. We know, though your characters don't yet, that he took one trip to a desert three years ago where he apparently died, and so did all of you. But where is he now? No idea. But we do know that in his absence, Melison Cororo, one of the many people in the Count's employ who had been working on all sorts of little projects, we know she saw an opportunity and she stepped up. She took charge of Iris Hill, sealed it up. There were reports of people being brought in, perhaps. And we know that almost as soon as the Count left, the kidnappings started in Thrushmore. We learned that the scum were in town, and we learned that they were in charge of Fort Hale Course, and we learned eventually that they were active participants in what you all began thinking of, because that's what the scum thought of it as, as the Great Harvest. We didn't have any context for that name for a while, but... We eventually did, two nights ago, bear witness to a crazy powerful ritual focused through the Star Steely, which seemed aimed at conjoining or something, Thrushmore and Carcosa. Whatever Melison's up to, we know it has to do with Haster, we know she has allies, and we know she still believes she can pull off her great plot, despite your recent interference. And you have accomplished a lot of interference in the first 31 chapters of Act 2. You found a home, a shelter for the survivors of Briarstone Asylum aboard the Selen Starling. You began what will be a long process of learning about and reckoning with your former lives and your former selves. And you've learned firsthand that, as, as we discussed so long ago, back at the beginning of this adventure, that the, the gulf between who you are now and who you once were is as vast as the gulf between two completely different people. You took down a powerful druid, providing drugs and resources to Melison's cause, and in her cave, you said goodbye to an old friend, and you made a new one who will be with you until the bitter fucking end. 
and you leveled up to what would be an extremely punishing level. You saved an outsider artist from a mob and then saved him from a night hag. You helped prevent the great harvest, but in the process, the past caught up to you and you lost Ray, assassinated on Tima's request. You said goodbye to one friend and welcomed, if that's the word, a new one in. You stormed the bastion of Fort Halecourse and somehow, almost entirely in one single fight that would never end, <laughs> you managed to essentially clear it out and rescue those prisoners that remained. There may still be some work to do in there, but the bulk has been done. And that experience led you to level up one last time in book two. You've rounded up the remaining individuals in town you have reason to believe may possibly be specifically targeted tonight. And you sent them aboard the Selen Starling out onto the lake. All that's left standing between Mellison and her plans for Thrushmore are the four of you alone tucked under a copse of trees and some heavy underbrush on the side of Iris Hill the hill as you watch the gatehouse of Iris Hill the estate under the gloomy half light of a murky moon and you wait to see what happens as Mellison thinks she's about to spring an ambush on you. Now again, I have no clue what's going to happen next. Could be major stuff, could be minor. But as I picture these four people, Grip, Dora, Roni, and Dabwick, crouched in the shadows for several hours waiting, I picture them turning over all of these events, or those that they know of in Dabwick's case. Before I check back in on any buffs you might have cast, things you want to make sure to note before I tell you what shape Mellison's ambush takes, <laughs> is there anything churning around in your characters' heads in this evening that we haven't touched on recently? Grip is maybe in a in a place of we let you know we left Briar we left Briarstone and felt like okay we're moving on to something and now we have new purpose. And yeah, like he's feeling there's that cusp, there's that, but what could possibly come next is so <laughs> beyond, like he, he has no clue. Yeah. He has no clue because, I mean, there's no, there's no normal. I don't really know what normal was, but it doesn't look like what he would want to go back to. Yeah. If it were even possible, which it, it's probably not. So there's a little of knowing that, yep, we got to, we, this is a thing that's, we got to do because I guess it's because it's the next step to killing Lowell's, but yeah, it's it, it's like in service of what he's he's a little confused right now, knowing that there's a great big thing going on that maybe needs to be dealt with, but I don't know. Is it? Yeah, is it? Are things about to get beyond his wee little mind? Right. Uh, and and capability is something he's probably thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Dora is really angry at Tima for ordering the hit on Ray. But she is also curious about what Tima might be thinking about the manor house hmm. and her books and things in there. As she looks at it through your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's not going to ask or invite the conversation at yeah. this moment. Yeah. And this is now less to do with protecting Dabwick and more with your relationship with her? Yes. Yeah. 
great. She wants to kill her now. Yeah. <laughs> she recognizes that part of that is grief. Yeah. But um, right now she wants to kill her. Be done with her. Obviously, she doesn't understand their relationship entirely. So that may be that naive may or, may not be possible. or possible or whatever. But if there's a way, and w- when we get done with this stuff, she's going to try to find out. Yeah, yeah. Roni is, I think, still very much swept up in the grand conspiracy, especially considering that he's been having an argument with uh, Dora all this morning and afternoon about it. And uh, he is really interested in the idea that they might be able to find uh, Werelai, mm-hmm. the stranger, mm-hmm. because he remembers the having sort of seen outside of himself that moment where she was there yeah. when he was first taken. Yeah. And he's trying to figure out where she fits in. To and the it, grand conspiracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And he is at the same time <laughs> keeping a very good eye on his good friend, Dabwick. Yeah, your friend and mine. Absolutely. That shifty little fucker. <laughs> they are shifty. Yes, they are. With Dabwick's memory of uh, rescuing people from the Darrow's experiments remembers that mental illness or uh, mental attack can cause damage Mm. that needs time to heal Mm -hmm. and may (laughs) just offering may begin to see some of this behavior as irrational and maybe temporary hmm and as you had, you know, as you had described, you know, we'd only sort of discussed that event in, you know, minor detail before you fleshed it out. But as you had just, as you had ended up describing it, Dabwick alone by themselves took a period of time to help all of those people um, find themselves again after, right. after the severe mental trauma they endured. Right. And you're seeing a similar role here. Interesting, Maybe. interesting, interesting. Isn't that what someone in the grand conspiracy would say, though? <laughs> I kid. I kid. What about buffs? I, I heard I heard talk at the end of the evening last time about a, a spell called Mage Armor. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. How many hours does that last? Mm. Six. Six. Wow. Six juicy hours. That's Will amazing. this be enough? That's amazing. Let's... Uh, As we're picturing this evening, we're under moonlight, but it's dim and murky, so it is low light everywhere out there. So if you do not currently have dark vision, then we're looking at a 20% mischance on any attacks. Should combat arise? Can't imagine that it will. I I have drank an extract of dark vision. I love it. And uh, I will probably have my extract of shield in hand ready to go. Great. And then I would imagine that we'd probably want to uh, maybe use the last few taps of the invisibility wand because we're down to six charges to uh, get the most out of any kind of ambush. So as soon as we would see somebody coming, yeah, like tap, 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 tap. So I'm picturing you've got to be far enough away that you're sure you're not going to be seen, but yep. you've got to be close enough that you can see <laughs> movement, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm picturing you several hundred feet away down the side of this very steep hill tucked in this copse of trees by around a curve in the road. Mm-hmm. Great place to catch people by surprise, but you're not you're not going to be right on top of anybody if they come when they come out of 
Iris Hill. You'll be able to see them. You'll be able to see where they're going, what they're doing. But you're going to have to make a choice to either move to them or wait for them to come to you. So Dabwick is going to turn into another humanoid shape, um, another frog-like humanoid shape. What now? But instead of uh, Bogart, is going to become a Gripply. Oh, tell us what Which is, uh, instead of like a river frog, it, the Gripply is more like a tree frog, like a nice. like a f- uh, rainforest type frog. So smaller. Two feet tall. <laughs> Adorable. Mottled green and brown skin. These are great. With dark vision. <laughs> this is so fun. And what, you know, what weapons are you... Are you prepping ranged weapons in this situation, or are you prepping melee weapons? I'm looking at you, especially, Robert. Yeah, um, we haven't really said what we're going to do. Because <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. We just said we're going to... So, I I mean, I think... Do people... Do we want a longbow out? I think we want to get as close to them as possible and try to, like, physically attack them and be... And that way we have a chance of grabbing people if they try to, mo- like... And also, force, I don't want to force a melee combat. Yeah, force a melee combat. I would just like to say, uh, of the list of enemies that I am making, yeah, there is only one person on it. I'm sorry, I don't interpret that. Me too. I'm making a list of everything I think might come out of Iris Hell. Uh huh. Melison, mm-hmm. person. Degarbatha, not a person. Rumatri, not a person. Wirali, not a person. The Soul Sliver, the remaining ooze, and Countess Lowell's. Am I forgetting anyone from a psychometry reading that was mentioned? That I, you, I know there is another type of creature that the uh, the creature known as Rumatri could make. Yes, you you would know from conversations with the folks in the Sleepless Agency and from Stasi's firsthand witness that when Stasi was at the gatehouse with Winter and Omari, she talked about there were a bunch of forms lurking back in the gatehouse there. Um, She would have thought of them as humanoid forms, so people or humanoid things, but definitely a group. I think there's... And then there was mention at one point of after the ship left town with you all in it, another ship was seen approaching town and nobody knew what happened with that. I think you would reasonably assume that there are People have been brought in, or uh, 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 beings. <laughs> right. Beings have right. been brought in. I don't want to promise people. Been brought in. I don't want to promise. They brought in some people. ringers. Yeah. Um. I don't think that we would wish to eliminate our element of surprise with an arrow. Agreed. So or a very loud. Or a very loud gun. A chemical torch. Oh, yeah, so loud. Yes. So a red destiny is in my hand. Love it. And my hands are in my hand. Set them down. <laughs> Count. I'm trying forever. All right. So on this little map here where I'm pinging, I'm picturing something kind of like that bunch of trees there, right? Like this is yeah. this is more artistic than actual representative, but that's kind of the scenario I'm picturing. Where it's like you got a view of the gatehouse, you're around a corner. The, the hill is very steep, so easy enough to keep out of sight until you wanted to have yourself be seen. Shall we get to what happens? Yes. 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 Let's see what happens. Dear God. I'm really nervous. I am too. Me too. I'm pretty it's, excited, actually. I, it's I'm, not going to go the way we No, think it's, it's never going to go. go. <laughs> like, my, my thought scared. is how many of us will die? <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. Oh. But I think for once you're coming in with even less expectations than usual, so maybe that's good. Fewer. Yeah. <laughs> 
fewer expectations than usual. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We hit around 12.20 a.m. The first thing you see is two shapes fly up above and out of the courtyard of Iris Hill as if scanning the surroundings. Everybody give me a perception check. There's distance at play here and there is dimness, which your dark vision you're at such a distance won't help you with. Gripper. 13. Dora. 24. Roni. 14. And Dabwick. 32. Oh. Ooh. 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 Nice. Ooh. Ooh. I like this. What do your gripply eyes see? <laughs> oh, your tree frog like bulbous oh, the protrusions. The little tree frog. The tree frog. That is Dapwick. Has never seen Mellison in person and has had um, fewer encounters with the description of her. But after talking with Shuln after rescuing them from the basement of Fort Hill Course, you do see what appears to be a little younger than middle-aged woman, like maybe in her 30s, gorgeous in a beautiful orange and blue silk dress hovering above the compound, and you would identify that as Mellison based on previous description. The other form flying in the air above her seems to be the torso of a woman with 12-foot-wide bat wings. So just dangling viscera below the waist and 12-foot-wide bat wings. This would be the spawn of the... This would be the Manatingal that I tipped last time was definitely here. Uh, This is the spawn of Rumatri, (laughs) presumably. You do see the two of them hovering above the compound and taking note of the situation. Any action at this point? So, Mellison is just hovering with no, just by magic, apparently. Exactly. And the other one has bat wings that are flapping. Yes, yes. Physically flying the one, supernaturally flying the other. Fantastic. Then the gatehouse door opens, and you see many, many, many forms hustle out. Give me more perception checks. Give me an interesting number if you have it. 30. 30. Great. All right. The tree frog and the paranoid maniac. (laughs) With the hat. (laughs) Which is which? (laughs) Heyo. See what they would estimate to be somewhere between 10 and 15 incredibly built male human-looking figures in very... Covered every square inch of skin that's visible, covered in crude tattoos. Their eyes seem to be faintly glowing red. Either of you have knowledge local? Yes. Give me a check there. Ooh, that oh, that's a thirty-two. You recognize these as Kuru. These are humanoids from very, very, very far away across the ocean in an area, a very, very dangerous island-ridden area called the Shackles. These beings basically sold their soul to a loathsome goddess called the Blood Queen, and they have 
abandoned everything but cruelty, cannibalism, and warfare in service of the Blood Queen. They all file their teeth down into sharp points, and they eat their victims while they fight them. You know they are particularly resistant in their own specific kind of way to fear effects, and you know that they can gain temporary hit points when they ingest a target's blood by succeeding at a bite attack in combat. Mortal, humanoid, but just warped enough to not quite be specifically human. Very much like the- Reavers. Yeah, exactly. Like, But just like deep enough along in a transformation that they're now essentially of a different stock. Mm-hmm. You would think of them as wildly strong, wildly hardy, and probably unlikely to speak any language other than their own weird language they developed at the feet of the Blood Queen. You also see, with this gaggle of, and it's a combination, some of them in heavier breastplates with what appear to be well-made battle axes clutched in both hands, and then you would see some in what looks like extremely crude hide armor brandishing clubs, mix a mix of a mix of two different kinds, basically two different kits going on there, and they are led. I bet they have great will saves. They're led by a dandyish-looking middle-aged man in a red frock coat, the yellow vest, openly wearing the unholy symbol of Haster. He has a rapier at his side. Any kind of knowledge local? No, not, not somebody recognizable. All right. This gaggle immediately peels off to the south and then to the west, like towards the back of the Iris Hill Estate, down towards the direction of the old manor where you were just exploring last time. They start heading in that direction. Any action from the group of you? Wait. A few moments later, you see a smaller gaggle of folks. This one's easier to pin numbers down. You see seven individuals. Give me perception checks again. Holler if you get in the 30s, like our little tree frog probably will. Not this time. Okay. Mimi Roney. Tree frog was nope. licking their eyes. 14. All right. I'll say this. You see what looks to be, based on posture and carriage, probably five humans and two scum. Now, those seven peel off towards the north, towards that road you crossed for the first time that leads out of town and towards the highway. Also, possibly you could deduce uh, a way that would lead them over to Fort Halecourse. So, so far, one group in the air, one group on the ground going behind the estate, one group going away from the estate, towards Fort Hill course, none of them heading down this road. Any action at this point? Wait. Then the next thing you see is Mellison and the Mananangal take off through the air, like directly overhead, beelining down towards the docks. And I, for this moment, you I mean, 
you probably all have to like duck down under the trees as these two women fly and they're you know way up in the air above you but just to make sure like no glint of any kind of metal gets seen in the in the star and moonlight they soar over your heads and down and away and out of sight in the darkness let's go in I can drink a, an extract of uh, what is it monkey fish and try to climb right over that thing and then open the door from the inside did the did they did they close the gate? Behind they did them? not close the gate. <laughs> Why would amazing. they? Why right. would they? They're coming right back. It's a good neighborhood. So I'm gonna drink. I have a little thing I'm gonna drink too. It's just gonna increase my perception checks. Ooh, what is it? Elixir of vision. Ooh. Plus ten competence bonus bonus to perception checks for one hour. Amazing. Okay. Are you casting blend as well? Yes. And you're doing... I was going to do monkey fish, but if there's no need for them to... Maybe not. Maybe not. The doors are wide open. Yeah. Shall we uh, go in invisibly? Yes. All right. So as you approach the door, when you know tap, you're still tap, out of tap. sight, tap, 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 tap. All right. Let me tap, be... tap, 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 or tap, tap, tap? Four taps. Great. All right. Everybody's invisible, even the shifty halfling. <laughs> shifty griply. The Shifty Gripply. It's G-R-I-P-P-L-I. It's such a it's cute, a cute word. Yeah, it's a cute it is word. cute. It's fine, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing wrong with it. I, I mean, it takes, the, it, takes the great, it takes the word grip, which is just fine, and then makes you. it really cute. It's a bit cutesy for my taste, but I suppose it's fine. Okay. We are infiltrating Iris Hill, y'all. Goodness. This has been a long time coming. I okay. want to check in with Tima. In what way? Is there any way to sense anything from her? The sense motive on yourself. In this quiet moment where you're not experiencing any extreme emotion and she's not experiencing any extreme emotion. Okay. She's not experiencing any extreme emotion is As far as you know. The the, the answer to my question. As far as you know. Are you all on the map? Yes. Yes. All right. Whew. We're doing it. Look for a torso or, or legs. Does the penangulum leave its body behind? Like yes. the yes. spawn? So same same yes. kind of deal? Same kind but, of deal. But we did not see Rumatri leave here. You Correct. did not see Rumatri leave here. And we also know that if we kill that body, it all the other part dies. In the case of the Mananangal, yeah. yes. But not the Panangalangal. Not as far as you know, okay. no. <laughs> not the pan, 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 Pangea. Not the Red Panda. <laughs> they flew. They'll be back the fastest. And uh, Mellison flew. She did not levitate. She was flying. <laughs> well, that's a problem. All right, you approach the gatehouse invisibly. Breaking this thick hedge that surrounds the estate, there's just this squat building sporting this pair of heavy wooden doors. The doors have a small sliding hatch on them, but both of these doors on the outside of the, of the gatehouse are open. Looking inside, you see a small, narrow room about 10 feet wide or so that goes about 15 feet back to another set of heavy double doors. There's a table and a couple of chairs situated there. There's probably a 
a goblet of mostly drunk wine, maybe some playing cards tossed about. Looks like a space where people would uh, would kill time. The doors across the way are closed. They look heavy and reinforced as well. Clearly a uh, uh, recently occupied space. So it looks like Roni is leading the way in. Is that correct? Yes. And I'll be looking for traps as I go. So Roni followed by Grip, then Dabs, then Dora. Give me that perception check as Roni is casting his gaze about the room. 27. Nothing of interest in the main space of the room, and as you approach those two doors on the other side, those two doors are indeed locked. And casting your gaze over those doors, like, peering down with your dark vision into those little keyholes, you do detect evidence of tiny little needles inside both of the keyholes of these locked doors. You found a poison needle trap. Excellent. Disable device. That is a 24. You feeling shameful? No. Yeah, I don't want to get poisoned and it's probably... All right. No, what I can do is I will I will spend a point of inspiration mm-hmm. in this moment mm-hmm. rather than a hero a point. daily resource rather exactly. than a level resource. This moment he looks at it and he's like, ah, I think I will spend that and that will add an additional two points. Well spent, my friend. You are able to disarm the poisoned needles without poisoning yourself, which you would have done. <gasps> Doors are still locked. Give me another check to spring them open. Oh, 29. You feeling shameful? No, I feel like that's pretty good. The doors are unlocked. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Do we want to close the doors behind us? Yes. Right? Not the ones that they left open. Oh. Will they notice it when they fly in? How noticeable is it? Like, did they leave them wide open? They left them wide open. And you definitely saw Mellison and the Menangal watch the departure of both groups with careful interest. Great. Then what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to take the, um, the wine that I saw and I'm going to drop some belladonna. <laughs> I think we'll drop some doses of belladonna in there. Great. And, uh, Great. Striped toadstool <laughs> in there, too. I love it. I hope a child walks by and drinks some of that. Or wine. maybe a one of these. Child shouldn't or be maybe one wine. of these uh, meat shields will walk in and be like, "We didn't get to kill anybody or get anybody, and we're really pissed." And so instead, we'll just have some of this. I love it. So, what specifically are you putting in there? <laughs> Let's say there's a cup, mostly drunk, not fully drunk, and a decanter. I That's kind pour. of like partially drunk. Great. I'll put a dose of belladonna in there, and I'll put a dose of belladonna in the cup. Okay. I love it. And then, after we go through the door into the into the area, uh, I want to reset those traps, or can I can I set them so that a key wouldn't just open them up? What if we have to leave in a hurry? Good question. We'll just wait for you to. So Roni steps to the doors and is contemplating resetting up those traps. Dabok is nearby. Grip and Dora are back by the exterior wall of this room. Give me a perception check there, Johnny. And dabs. Mm. Go ahead, everybody, and let, I'm gonna get this number from everybody. Roni. 21. 
Dabs. 26. Grip. 15. I haven't rolled higher than an 8 all night, so I'm I love it. going well. Dora. 19. Okay. So the good news is you all see it before <laughs> Roni steps in it. The bad news is immediately in front of Roni is the id ooze. <laughs> Roll for initiative. Mother Pussbucket. That was on my list. Right. Because it has blind sight. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. Blind right. Sight. Oh. Oh, dear. All right. Roni. 20. And Dabs. 19. Nice. And let's see. Grip. 14. And Dora. Three. It's Ooh. amazing that we're all Ooh. in perfect line like that. All right. So as this combat begins, all of you have a view out into the courtyard. Now, even though you all got a chance to walk your tokens around this map the other day when the the beetle returned <laughs> with its report, yes. this is the first time you are all setting eyes on it. And it is really remarkably... Uh, fallen into decay. This massive lawn that once must have been impeccably manicured, separated by these lovely little gravel paths. The grass is like choked. All the underbrush on the edges of the sides of the buildings around some of the big trees floating around here are all choked and overgrown, filled with weeds. These buildings, these buildings, I think at this point you can all see the guest house, right? Up here on the north... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. So you get you can you get a first-hand glimpse of that sort of smaller first level, larger second level in this really looming gothic style. I've got a picture that I can share of sort of the interior of the compound here to give you a sense of the style. Zoom. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, right? Pointy. Yeah, very, very pointy. This particular picture, I don't think, captures the overhang of the second floors, kind of the way that I would like to right. see, but um, picture that that element added on. It's very Brothers Grimm. Yes, absolutely. Very straight out of a fairy tale. Um, not out of a fairy tale is this liv- living heap of animate water at your feet, Roni. Roni is five feet away, within reach of the id ooze. Dabs is five feet behind Roni. The other two are about ten feet behind Dabs. We pick up top of round one with you, Roni. What do you do? I am going to withdraw. I'm going to take a full round action to withdraw from it. Mm-hmm. And as I do, I'm going to whisper back... There's an Idu's right here. Beware. And then I'm going to move out of its way. Love it. Where do you go to? Uh, I'm going to move towards this house. The the first house. Towards the guest house. The guest house. Roni's moving deeper into the compound, up one of these gravel paths around the ooze and towards the guest house. There we go. In the center of the compound here now, Roni, you catch sight of an old well, which you knew existed from the beetle, and you see three large, uh, like, hedges sculpted into what were probably beautiful humanoid shapes raising a hand towards the sky in exultation or in some expression of artistic beauty, but they have been unpruned for so long that they're just these, like, gloomy eight-foot-tall blobs of of greenery looming, skulking, dare I say, around this well at the center of the compound. Do they appear as if they are something that could come to life like the like the hedge maze mm. around mm. 
Gosh, I don't know. Give me a perception check. Let's see what your character knows. I'm not yeah. going to tell you that. I am paranoid. Then the answer is yes. Ooh, 26. It just seems to be a plant. Great. <laughs> just a simple plant. Just a simple Nothing plant. Nothing to see here. <laughs> I'm just a simple plant. And I get plant. to keep moving? Yes. All right. That's my move. Ronnie moves further up the gravel path right to the closed front door of the guest house where once Gulliver Vaticus placed Ray upon his knee. This is Vaticus's house? This is the house that Dora would have explained to be the house where she saw that vision. Yes. Oh, no. I mean, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh Johnny, have fun with that. Yeah. Next up is the Id Ooze. Let's see. The Id Ooze has no chance in hell of catching up to Roni, so it's going to take a five-foot step and take a slam attack at you, Dab. Oh, the hated arch enemies are back at it again. <laughs> at least 12 rounds were just the two of you <laughs> punching each other, but this Be time you do, not, you do not have protection from acid. Right. 24. That hits. 11 points of bludgeoning damage and six points of acid damage. Those of you behind Dabs see just this massive blow against this little frog creature, sending the the Gripply staggering back, acid splashing all over Dabs as Dabs deliberately holds back screams of pain. Dabs, you're up next, face to face with an (laughs) Idus. Oh, wait, it can grab you. <laughs> I'm glad I did. No, your turn is over, you said. <laughs> oh, natural one. It does not <laughs> grab you. <laughs> yes, the dice, uh, the dice put me in my place. <laughs> um, Dabs, you're up. Would I have to cast offensively to cast a spell? You or certainly would. Would I be able to take a five-foot step? And you cast certainly it? could. And without having yes. to cast offensively? Okay. Yeah, if you take a five-foot step back and join Grip and Dora, you would be out of the ooze's reach and you could safely cast your spell. Okay. Boom. Take a five-foot stack, step back, and cast what worked the last time. Protection from? No. Hydraulic push. Ooh. This is what pushed the first ooze back. Now, that just moves it. It doesn't damage it, right? Right. You're trying to get it clear of the doorway? Yes. Got it. So we want to get in and past it. And you know you can outrun it. Right. <laughs> there's, if there's one thing you all know, even slow-moving dabs can outrun it. So this massive blast of water shoots out of little froggy Dabwick's hands, slams into the ooze, and... Oh, it makes a bull rush. What is the bull rush check for this? The bull rush is... <laughs> the CMB is equal to the caster level plus the uh, wisdom modifier, whichever is highest. This roll is 27. 27! Oh! oh, nice. Oh, oh, oh. Is Dabs visible now? Dabs is visible. Amazing. You push the ooze back... Nice. Well clear of the door. You push it f- fully fully 10 feet back, clearing a nice berth of space around this door here. It's a five-foot step, standard action. you got a move action left if you want to bring anything to hand. Uh, move action to bring anything to hand? How about a move action to move? You've taken a five-foot step, so you're, you cannot move with your move action now. 
Um, didn't we get a new... Oh, wait. Yes. We got a new wand, didn't we? You have the new wand. And I have the new wand, right? So I'm going to take out the wand of Cure Light. Wand of Cure Light wounds, two hand. Gripper is up next, right behind Dabwick. You just saw the ooze get blasted out into the courtyard by a jet of water. I did see that. Should I be able to see the ooze from where I am? Or no line of sight? Would I see it if I had line of sight? It's over oh. here. Oh, you know what? So the doors are just yeah. Roni opened one door on the way out. It's probably behind the other door. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. You okay. can tell where it. You knew where it was because you saw these pseudopods going after Dabs. I'm gonna move uh, 25 feet to here. Getting clear of the doors, ending up about 10 feet away from the ooze itself. Have we established? Uh, does it have reach? You have not seen it demonstrate reach. Copy that. Um, all right, I have one. I have one more square left. I mean, I'm assuming we want to start hitting it, right? <laughs> Take it out, yeah. Uh, so I will complete my 30 feet, closing with the ooze. Bring it on! And I am going to utilizing power attack. <laughs> do a flurry. Oh, flurry has to be a full round, right? It does. It does. Um, so I'll just do a regular old uh, unarmed strike. Great. Uh, 13. And that's unsurprisingly a hit. <laughs> Grip's fists slam into the ooze for how much damage? 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage to the ooze. It takes all of it. Boom. Punching jello. I love <laughs> to see it. Next, to absolutely nobody's surprise, the three looming topiaries surrounding the well <laughs> start moving. You said they were plants. I lied, my friend. I lied. Yeah, it's, this is classic D&D right here. Yeah. Ooh, moving as fast as a full-grown human, Roni, one of them closes with you. <gasps> they can see him? They can see him. Oh, no, hang on, thank you. I was going to say, they've got blind sense too? No, instead, they all take... D- ooh, the one, ooh, the one's going to charge. So oh the one on the south charges grip... The other two take double moves to surround grip along with the ooze. Oh my god. Whoa! All right, here we go. So here's the charge attack from the first living topiary. Lashes out with a punch. Natural one. That did not go well. And help me remember next turn, if you choose to attack that one, it's minus two to its armor class for that charge. That's, um... This one? That was the one directly, the one directly to your west. To my, to my west, okay. Yeah, let me give them numbers. Is it the one with the preponderance of tattoos? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> or the one with the lazy eye? That was so amazing. It's fun with the scum. It's like, you know, these, the these are so overgrown that they don't have any. <laughs> Was he like new age, thinking that it was the, was it the the copper thing that was gonna make his joints uh, feel better? Maybe it did make his fucking joints feel better. We're at the end of the round here, Dora. You are up, sitting at initiative position yeah. three. Can you see anything? Yeah, I can see all the things. Oh, okay. Grip. So you've got sight of Grip, completely surrounded by three eight foot tall topiary guardians and an ooze. I have to not be where I am. <laughs> Back in the corner, in the yeah. other room. Yeah, where do you go? edging out the door and then edging around the corner. There's very few spaces around there where Dora can safely move through without suffering an attack of opportunity. They, but she does can't see her. Yeah. True. But the ooze can detect, you You do detect the little filaments on the edges of the ooze tracking your movement as you go. 
When you throw alchemist fire, mm -hmm. um, do you target a square or a corner? So the only way to get direct hit damage with alchemist fire is to target a creature. Okay. They'll take 1d6, and then everyone within five feet of that Six. point will take one. If you try to target just a space, you're only going to be dealing one point of damage to the folks around there. I think I'm going to combat advice then. On... And thus remaining invisible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, what do we know about the topiaries? What do we know about plant creatures? Are they not subject to mind-affecting effects? I assume. You do know that for fact. So nothing in here is subject to a mind-affecting effect. Nothing at this point in the fight is subject to a mind-affecting effect. Nothing that I can see other than my companions are subject to a mind-affecting effect. Do you have knowledge nature? No. Okay. I could. You but know, I bet you know other people yeah. have it better than I do, so. Yeah. Grip, we must focus fire. Keep at the ooze. Plus two bonus. Well, you don't need a plus two bonus, but I want you to keep hitting it, so. Fantastic. Combat combat advice for a bonus against the ooze. Love grip. it. All right, that is the end of round one. Top of round two. The fight has, for the most part, moved into the courtyard. We pick up with Roni, who is about 30 feet or so away from the cluster of enemies around Grip, invisibly standing in front of the door to what may or may not have been his or not his house. <laughs> you oh. probably got sight on the stables as well, right, Johnny? Can you see this over here? I can. The doors to the stable are Oh, so it's two sets. Okay, so up along the east side of the building, you see where I'm pinging right here? Mm -hmm. Those are the stalls where presumably the horses were at. Those are all open. There's no doors. There's no front to that. And then these double doors on the south side of this building are also wide open. But I see or hear no movement or anything coming from there. You don't see or hear the approach of anyone. Looking around, um, the whole compound is... Dark and quiet as the grave. No evidence of lights on anywhere in the main manor house. No evidence of lights on in the servants' quarters to the north of it, nor in the stables or the guest house. He thinks the jig is up already, so there's no reason not to uh, in use what we have. So he is going to take a move action to move down to here. And then he is going to take a second move action to draw out a flask of alchemist fire. And um, he is going to make a knowledge check on these topiary guardians to see if he knows anything about them. What do I roll? That would be a knowledge nature. Knowledge nature. So Roni moves almost all the way back to the gatehouse, putting himself about 10 feet away from two of the guardians surrounding Grip. I really know a lot about these topiary guardians because... Because you lived here. I did. That's a 33. Mm. Is it possible? You were involved in their creation? Only time will tell. <laughs> Living topiaries. These are plant creatures, so as discussed, immune to mind-affecting effects, paralysis, poison, polymorph, sleep, and stun. You know, they are vulnerable to fire damage. They have damage reduction that is only overcome by slashing weapons. You know that they have the ability to heal themselves by consuming undergrowth or bushy plant matter, such as that which completely surrounds the estate. And they also have the ability to stride through one portion 
of hedges or underbrush into another area of similar vegetation within 1,500 feet. Oh Whoa. Essentially, they can dimension door around this place as long as they're near to any undergro- under underbrush or the hedges themselves. They have to step into They gotta one, step though. into it, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they can't just... Yeah, okay. No. Th- that would be... <laughs> We'd never stop them. They can't yeah. step into each other to do that, right? No, they cannot. Okay. No. Then I will... I will yell that out to everyone. Fire hurts them. You gotta slash them to cut them. And they can teleport if they can get to, uh, they can teleport and heal if they can get to the hedges. Ooze is up next. The ooze is continuing the assault. The ooze is gonna attack, grip, slam, natural one. All right. And looking at this sheet here, not only did I roll a natural one on that grab against you, Polly, last time, but I forgot to make you make a reflex save against some of your equipment dissolving. Lucky fella! Dabwick, you are up. The little tree frog alone <laughs> inside the gatehouse as everyone has vacated it and is now going toe-to-toe with three topiary guardians and the id ooze. So Dabwick has the wand of Cure Light Wounds drawn. Yes. Would it be possible to tap themselves with the wand, cast a spell? Nope. No. Wand is a standard action. Wand is a standard action. Then, this just sounds so simple when you just say tap, right? But you're actually right. triggering a spell. <laughs> right. All right. Dabwick instead first is going to cast a second level spell. Mm. It's flaming sphere. It is, is it flaming, flaming sphere. sphere. Hey. A burning globe of fire rolls in whatever direction you point and burns those it strikes. I love it. Noise. So this spongy sphere of flame appears and you can place it in any square you want it to begin with. Is it possible to put it in a square with a creature? Yes. Yes. It is preferable. Yes. That's the word. So flaming ball appears on top of and in and all over sticking to the first topiary guardian, the one that charged grip. I cannot say topiary guardian. So it must make a reflex save. Six. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So that is three D6 points of damage, and it's going to take 150% of that. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Like that. Love it. 3D6, that would be nine points of damage. Excellent. So that's uh, actually 13 points. Well done. Nice. And it hangs for a while, yeah? Oh, yeah. Keeps going. One round per level. May I move now? Where do you go, Dabs? Dabbuk would like to leave the... Um, the confines? Confines The friendly here. confines. So I would like to get out and get around the corner out here, and I have a 20-foot movement speed. Little tree frog clinging to the door. Ribbit. So Dabbuk steps out and around the... Steps through the open doorway and back around pressing their back against the closed doorway to the gatehouse. May I close this open door behind me as I go through? That's a move action. You can okay. go on your next turn if you wish. Okay. Next up is Grip. Grip, you are surrounded yes, on most sides. Uh, Grip is going to continue attacking the ooze, and now he can do a full attack. So this is going to be a three attack flurry of blows. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, first attack. 
Uh, that's a 15, which is actually a 16, because I have to remember to add pugnate pugnacious. I get an extra plus one if I'm uh, threatened by two or more opponents, <laughs> Yay. which Yay. I am. This is actually where you want to be. Yeah, so it's a hit. 16. That's a hit. Um, 11 points of damage. Oh, fantastic. Second Glorious. attack. Second attack. Uh, this is at the lower. So five, six, seven. That's an eight. You have feeling any shame? An eight honestly might hit. <laughs> Yeah, no, no shame. Lessons learned. It does not hit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, attack number three. Yeah. That, that's that's gonna be hit. That's a 17, 18, yeah, 19, 20. Bam. Uh, that one. Thirteen points of damage. Oh, nice. That's a lot you've done. Oh, Twenty-one that... plus thirteen. <laughs> so much damage. You have taken a full attack. You could still take a five-foot step if you wish to get out of the middle of all of these creatures. At the very least, it would make everything have to move before it attacked you. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I will take a five-foot step to uh, right in front of Dabwick there. Taking a step back in front of Dabwick. Love it. The topiary guardians are up. So remind me, Johnny, Roni's still invisible, right? Correct. All right, they don't have any idea that you're there. And they Correct. also don't know that Dora... They heard somebody calling, but they cannot see her. So this is going to be... All three of the topiary guardians taking a five-foot step, and all of them... Hmm. Dabwick is visible as well. All right. So with each of them taking a five-foot step, they have got Dabs and Grip surrounded. Two are going to attack Gripper. One's going to attack Dabs. All right. Guardian number one coming at you with two slams, Grip. First attack. Eleven. It's a miss. Second attack. Natural 20. Backed up with a 19. So that's a regular hit, right? Correct. All right, so seven points of damage. Number two attacks you. 22. Miss. <laughs> and 25. That's a hit. Nine points of damage. Boom, boom, boom. Branches slamming into grip. He's shrugging off a lot of these attacks, but not every single one. Dabs, two attacks coming your way. Natural one. I'm on a lot of these tonight. And a 17. Two misses. Miss. All right. Nice. So far, surviving the assault. Dora, you're up next. You're about 10 feet away from this mayhem as you're watching all of these branches slam into dabs and grip. I would like to stay invisible, but this is nasty. So I'm going to draw an alchemist fire. Sorry, grip, but I'm going to throw it at this guy. That's not right. You're going to throw it at the one that has already been attacked by the Flaming Sphere. Love it. And, and is adjacent to every other creature in the melee. So. Yep. Um, just yeah, a range. Really, the creature at the center of this fight. So make a ranged touch attack. Natural one. Oh, no. All right. Let's see where it lands. 40 gold down the drain. It might still hit one of them. You never know. Give me a roll on an eight-sider, Katie. Five. Did I hit grip? Right no, it lands just past your target. Roll a four-sider. We'll see by how many squares. Two. Oh, <laughs> so I get, you I get hit Roni. Roni and the ooze get hit. <laughs> Both of you take one point of splash damage, <laughs> fire damage from this splash of alchemist fire. Did the, the ooze fuck, at Dora? least take it? The ooze did take it. 
What the fuck? Oh wait, did it? No, no damage to the ooze. No damage to the ooze. So that was awesome. Ooh, Not only yes. wasted the alchemist fire, but wasted the wand. But wasted Certainly the invisibility an interesting charge. choice. Um, so I have a five foot step left, and I'm You're gonna get further away. Better believe that I'm going to take it. Yes. <laughs> Dora has dug back behind the gatehouse into the shadows and hedges. Top of round three, Roni, you are up. You are, gosh, about ten feet away from multiple Tobiary Guardians and about 15 feet away from the ooze. Still invisible. What do you do this turn? Uh, I see where that ooze is. I don't like it there, though. I'm going to throw I'm going to throw my uh, my alchemist fire at this Topiary Guardian, the one between uh, Grip and I. Great. Give me that ranged touch attack. That is a 13. You feeling shamey? No. That's a hit. Attack strikes true. So that is 1d6 points of fire damage to that Tobiary Guardian. It's number two. Ooh, for four points of damage or six points of damage when you add the 50%. Love it. Six points of fire damage to number two. And then... And it is on fire, I believe. It will be taking an additional 1d6 points of damage next round unless it takes a full round action to attempt to extinguish the flames. Also at this point... Topiary Guardians 1 and 3 would take one point of splash damage from the fire, and so would Grip. Question. Do these things have anatomy that I could actually make one of them my studied target? They are susceptible to precision damage. Oh, sweet. Best news of the night, right? (laughs) Best news of the night. Then I am going to go ahead and step up. I'm going to move to directly behind it. And as a swift action... I narrow my gaze at it and Swift look action. at its branches. Yes. Swift action now. <laughs> I love it. The ooze is up. The ooze now can't get to grip. Oh. oh. As a free action, I yell, Remember, you gotta make, you gotta slash him. Grip, you gotta slash him. <laughs> Good luck Just with rubbing that. It in. <laughs> the ooze can no longer get to grip or Dabwick. And it's got a flaming sphere right between it and Roni. So it takes kind of a, a jog five-foot step to the side and then unloads on Roni. Single attack slam coming at you. Uh, 18. Miss. Paul, Dabwick's turn is up. Start with that flaming sphere. So right now it is not in a square that is occupied by anybody. So we'll just move the sphere over uh, to get back on the creature it was burning before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it the description does say it ignites flammable substances. So yeah, that's in the case of like a inanimate object. Okay, so, so. not a, it doesn't light these topiary on fire. Correct. Okay. Now Dabwick. Oh, uh, so I gotta make a reflex save as it's oh, yes. now covered in the fire. Reflex save. This is gonna be amazing. Twelve. Miss. Roll three d six damage. Not so great this time. Six. Nine. Nine points of damage to Topiary Guardian number one. Not looking so hot. Not looking so. Well, that's looking very hot. (laughs) It does not look good though. It's not looking good. All right. 
So what I'd like to do is get some distance between me and the combatants and tap myself with the wand. Mm. Are you blended? I am. So that doesn't go away like the invisibility does. It, it does. does. It does. Oh, it does. It's exactly like invisibility. Um, great. So I'm going to tumble out and around the corner here. <laughs> By where Dora went. By where Dora went. Yeah. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, that right there, Polly, is just a five-foot step, which you can do without provoking, and then you can have a standard action left to you. Great. Then I'm going to give myself a tap with the wand. Tap it. Tap, tap. Four on the die. That's five. Excellent. Grip, the center of the action still, where you belong. It's the first time I've ever been in this spot. Um, okay, so. And flanking. Here's oh, yes, a, flanking. Oh, yeah. Um, the the topiary guardians, it's not that hard to say, really. Mm-hmm. Shut, um, your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. They they only take slashing, or it's they reduced? It's what overcomes their damage reduction. Gotcha. Okay, so. <laughs> Grip, eyes roll in the back of his head. His face goes slack. He cracks his necks, except this time, yeah. is, uh, he cracks it once, and then there's an extra little click, click, an extra little <laughs> click on each side. Yeah, He's going to take martial flexibility uh-huh. to turn his fists into slashing weapons. Yes. And he's going to take fucking cleave. Yay! Yes! <laughs> so you're not afraid of your own fists. Nope. No, we, we, we established, established last time right. if it's a natural weapon, he's cool. It's a, it's blades that he's scared of, specifically. Yeah. Um, so he's turned himself into a living hedge clipper, but not an actual <laughs> hedge clipper. <laughs> so I need to turn. I, I, I'm, I'm taking power attack off because I don't know what these guys are like yet. In we have terms not, of yeah, we have AC. not established their so AC. So I'm going to turn off the power attack, but I've got a plus two for the flank. Yes. You do. So that's plus 12. Um, trying to think, is there anything else I'm missing? I don't think so. Okay, so uh, here goes. So you are taking a minus two penalty to your armor class into your next turn by activating the cleave feat. Correct. Got it. Um, but if so, you hit, you get to attack another adjacent foe. Um, that was a, wait, what's going on? Robert, that's a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> what is the crit confirmed uh, number? 18. That is a critical yes! fucking hit. Yes! Triggering a cleave attack as well. Roll damage for that crit hit. 11 points of damage. Oh. Could have been more. Could have been more. But a nice hefty blow. But you do get to cleave with your hedge clipper hands <laughs> through number two and into number and one. it takes all 11. Yeah, it does take all 11. Give me an, an, another attack at uh, Topiri Guardian 1 because of cleave. This is fun. It is fun. This is That's fun, awesome. Robert. I'm so glad you're cleaving. There it, it is. Uh, 20. That's a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, five points of damage. Five points of damage. Amazing turn from the grip. Yeah. You can take a five-foot step if you want out of the middle of the action, or maybe that's where you want to be. I'm going to stay. They are all up. As long as you're cleaving. Oh, boy. So topiary guardian number two has to make a choice vis-a-vis being on fire. Ugh. Is it gonna lay down on the ground and try to roll? Oh boy, <laughs> that's, that's probably what it has to do. Take yeah. a full round action, put the fire out. Yeah, it is. Or take one d six plus half again. 
Just take it. Doesn't it. say it does not say that it has to roll on the ground. It does have to take a full round action. Rolling on the ground provides the target a plus two bonus on the save. It is not going to do that next <laughs> to the hedge clipper. Here we go. Let's see if it can make a it's on fire DC right now. fifteen reflex save. No, it cannot. <laughs> so it takes it. It takes the damage. Roll the one d six. Doesn't get to Johnny. attack because it did the thing. Correct. It it had the worst oh, turn it could have. That's a five <laughs> plus two, so that's another seven, seven points more of burning fire damage. damage to number two. It's all like, why do we live here? Number one <laughs> is in the square with the flaming spear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in that case. Way to battlefield control, Dabwick. Good yeah. job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. It is in the middle of a flaming, uh, middle of a ball of flame. So it's going to take the withdrawal action to move out, move underneath the cover of the tree, and move down to close with Dabwick and get uncomfortably close to Dora down in the nook between the gatehouse and the hedge. Oh, boy. Number three is up. Two attacks on the grip. Uh, 25. Yep. Eight points of damage. 22. Because of the cleave, that's a hit. Okay, okay. Okay, reap what you sow there, buddy. Nine more points of damage. (laughs) How's Gripper looking? Uh, He is at, you said that was nine points of damage. He's at 32 of 66. Still more than I have total. Absolutely. Dora, you're up. You're right next to Dabs and 10 feet away from a severely injured topiary guardian. Dory gets pretty blasé about it and fires a magic missile at the topiary guardian in front of her, and that was really easy to say. All three? (laughs) All three? It's basically the only one that I could see. Just keep rubbing it in. I I guarantee I'm cutting it out. (laughs) Someone attacked that schnopiary schnardian. Oh, oh. Okay. Those are good rules. What'd you get? 12 force. And it drops. The topiary guardian explodes in shards of sticks, twigs, and wasted life potential. I'm a closer. <laughs> you are. There we go. <laughs> have, a, have a coffee. Have a coffee. Do you want to take a uh, move anywhere? Um, now that you can't see anything? I, I do want... I'm sorry. I do want to take a five-foot step so I can try to see somebody. And now that they can see you. Yeah. I just want to be able to oh, give right. combat Become advice. Invisible. So um, they could already see me. I threw alchemist fire. Oh, that's right. No yeah, effect yeah. Thank you. earlier. In the no, there was an effect. It made you visible. So I can see Roni, <laughs> and I can see a little bit of grip. Yeah, I buy that you can see grip. Grip! What? The one just to your west is, is bad off, I guess. I don't know. Um, I can't tell what they look like. It is terribly, terribly bad off. Start there! <laughs> It's, it's, it was on fire. This is the one that's been burning. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's going to die before we get there, but combat advice on, I don't know which one that is. So Sure, that's number two. On topiary guardian number two. Top around four. Roni, you are up. You are flanking topiary guardian number two, which is badly <laughs> burned. And you are also facing off with the ooze, which has snuck around to flank you. I don't want to have my equipment be dissolved by no. attacking the ooze. Nobody wants that. And I don't have a slashing weapon to attack the uh, the topiary guardian to I hand. will accept your surrender, Johnny. You don't have the war, war- 
Wallwaza? The Wallwaza? I do have the Wallwaza, but I'm not going to use it. You have to cut mine, Fair enough. Fair enough. That's the pact. That's the pact. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, So I'm going to do something and try to draw this ooze in, and I'm going to take total defense in this moment. And I'm going to click this lovely buff, and that will rocket my AC up to... 28. Oh, wow. But it doesn't know that. No, it, it just doesn't. knows it's trying to swing at me. The ooze takes one more five-foot step to literally flank you with the topiary guardian and takes its slam attack. Good luck. Natural one, even. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a big fat miss. It's a big fat miss. The We're back to dabs. The flaming sphere is up, and it just gets to move up to 30 feet wherever you want to put it there, Polly. Let's put it on the... Gopiary Tardian uh, to the north of Grip. So the one that has barely been touched only take a single point of splash damage. Right, that one. All of you will die in screaming pain. All right, make it, make Wait a minute. It. Us or our characters? I'm making a reflex save here for the for the Topiary Guardian. God damn it. Six. Go ahead and roll some chewy, chewy 3d6 damage. Ooh, those are some good dice. That's 14. 14 on the die? 14 on the die. 21 points of fire damage. Wow. Um, Basically making it the... It's not bloodied. Sappied. Basically making it the (laughs) plant equivalent of bloodied with a single attack. I think you could say sapjack. Sapjack. You've been sapjacked. Dabs, you're up. You are 10 feet away from that one that you just sapjacked. I'm going to... And after that one tap on the one, looking not too not too shabby for hit points. Not too shabby for hit points, but um, this is just this is just a small battle in the upcoming war. Yeah. Um, conserve resources. Conserve resources. Friends. Let's see. I'm out of slashing. I don't have slashing drawn and ready. What else can I do? Could... Oh. Yes? Could you take a move to get into a flanking position yes. with grip? Yes. Yes. 100%. All right. That's what I'll do. And draw on the move. Yep. Absolutely. So Dabwick swoops underneath, again, the overhanging canopy of this large tree in the northeastern quadrant of the courtyard here, coming around into a flanking position with grip. Starting to get a little paranoid about that tree. Thanks for the unofficial um, <laughs> I keep mentioning combat it, right? advice. Yeah, thanks Sorry. for the unofficial. The no, that really helped. Attack the tree! <laughs> Grip, you are up at the center of the action again. Topiary Guardian to your north. Topiary Guardian to your west. What do you do? I'm going to do what I did last time. Um, I'm going to start with the one I am flanking with Roni. Although, you know, since you don't have to use the feet... You could just take three attacks instead of the maximum of two. Cleave requires you to use a standard action. That's true. That's true. I got a better idea. Yeah. Ooh, bring it. So with the new, with with my new leveled ability. Yeah. If I don't, if I take one feet, uh, that's a swift action. So I took two. So that would have that was. It's two uses. So like, can I swap out? I can just swap out one of the two, right? Like I can leave. The the uh, the the versatility in place and swap out cleave for something else. Would that be a swift action if I did that? Since it's only one feet. I understand what you're asking. I hadn't thought about any of this until right now. Let me take a look at it one more time. That is an interesting question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'd buy it. That makes sense. Oh. 
All right, I buy it. Swift action to swap out one feet. Great. Then he will swap out uh, cleave for grudge fighter. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, to get a plus one uh, bonus on attack and damage. Excellent. So now you've got the pugnacious and the grudge fighter <laughs> going. And a flank. And a flank. And I'm starting off, number two is the one between me and Roni, correct? Correct. That's the one, yes. Uh, so attack number. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a uh, that's a natural twenty with a confirmed crit of twenty eight. With a natural twenty on the confirmation. Yes. Oh my god. Wow. wow. Confirmed critical hit. Roll me some damage here. Twelve points of damage. Oh wow! Just clinging to life. Uh. Second attack. Uh yes. Second attack uh, to the same one. Yep. Fourteen. Use any shame? No. Miss. Do not, do not use, penetrate its barky, barky hide. Did you use combat advice? That did not include combat advice. That's uh, actually it didn't include the flank. That's a fourteen. That's a sixteen. That's an eighteen. The combat advice is on the first attack, right? Oh, well, let's look at it. Yeah, look at it. But even so, I didn't include. I did not include the flank. So that's sixteen. Okay. I'm not committing to a yes or no until I know about. Oh, and it's not including the pugnacious. Next. So that's seventeen. Next attack roll, so okay. we would have been on the So 17. That's a hit. Yay! <laughs> and there Good was math. much rejoicing. Add your bonuses, Rob. Burnt. <laughs> uh, nine points of damage. And it drops. Third awesome. attack on the number awesome. three to your north. Final attack. That's another uh, natural 20. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. Uh, but but only, only a nine on the crit confirmed. So natural uh, one on the crit confirmed. There, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So then we got, uh, for finally, eight points of damage. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, so that's the one right between you and Dabs. Yes. Barely alive. Barely alive. It is up. It's going to take the attack. It's going to take the fight to your grip. It is nowhere near any under... <laughs> undergrowth, <laughs> it could attempt to either teleport away through or heal itself with. It's going to try to go down fighting. And it's sitting in a fireball? It takes a five-foot step. <laughs> 24. Yeah, that'll hit. Seven points of damage. Second attack. 23. Just. Ooh. Uh, 10 points of damage. So that's 17 all day. Um... Twenty. How you doing? I'm at fifteen. Oh, Dora, you're up. You are seeing only one topiary left, but grip looking not so hot. I really did not plan on using all these spells in this fight. We have a long way to go, and everybody goes before the topiary goes again. Well, right now you can always delay. Yeah, you can if you wish. Although you were the give, last person in the round, so yeah, it oh. doesn't matter. I, I, I could give combat advice to Pent. Roni, have you been fighting the ooze? No, because I don't have a weapon that won't immediately be destroyed by the ooze. Okay. Yeah, he's in a defensive posture right now, just trying to keep it away from grip. Dabs, grip. We're very close. Two move actions. Combat advice, both on the topiary. Top around five. Roni, you are up, still facing off with the ooze. I am going to stay there and continue my uh, defensive uh, stand against it. Love it. The ooze strikes you, now no longer flanking, since Topiary Guardian number two is gone. 
Okay. 25. Nope. <laughs> All right. Get that yeah, shit, Get that out, of shit here. out of here. Uh, <laughs> Polly, a flaming sphere is up. Uh, flaming sphere moves five feet. Zoom rolls right over the guardian. <laughs> guardian makes a reflex save of eight. <laughs> Missed. <laughs> Burn! For seven points rolled, so that would be what? Ten. And that's the end of the last topiary guardian. All that remains in this fight in the courtyard of Iris Hill is the ooze. Um, okay, let's see. Can I heal grip? You can take a five foot step and tap him with the wand. The old tap tap. Tap tap. tap. Take it. That's eight points. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Then, Grip, you are up. Now, at this point, Roni is 10 feet away from you, uh, <laughs> crouched down, avoiding attacks from the pseudopods of the ooze, which is 15 feet away from you to the west, closer to the heart of the courtyard. Drawn drink is a whole turn, right? Correct. Uh, I'm going to drink a potion of Cure Light. I thought it was a seven for a minute, but it was a one. Oh. Oh. Two points These of healing. Horrible potions we got. Thrushmore. Oh, garbage potions. Garbage potions. Centilar Rui is part of the grand conspiracy. <laughs> Somewhere, <laughs> Roni narrows his eyes and, and thinks and then Centilar Rui. I'm going uh, to take a five-foot step. Closer to the action? Yep. Love it. Dora, you're up at the end of round five here. How far away are you from the ooze? Now... Yeah. I'm 30 feet. Oh, I see. You took a five-foot step. So I will do a telekinetic projectile. Oh, yes. Hurling one of the flagstones from this gravel path at the ooze. Give me that attack roll. 14 minus four for not having precise shot. Mm -hmm. Not wanting to hit my ally. So a 10. Hit. Oh, one. One point of bludgeoning damage. Pew. But no resources spent. I love it. Bravo. Grip. Yes. I can't see you. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Roni, if you want to hit the ooze, I think I see a weak point. (laughs) You totally don't, but that's awesome. (laughs) He's not going to use it anyway, so whatever. And we're on to round six. Roni at the top there, facing off with the ooze still, but Grip is coming in along the side, and Dabs is approaching as well. You know, Roni has taken a couple ranks in acrobatics, and he's feeling like maybe he wants to try to tumble to a more advantageous place to give Grip a little assistance. Give me that check with your newly acrobatic self. Let's see if we can do that. 24. Success. Where do you land up? Uh, I'm going to end up right here from my good pal Grip as I continue with my standard action total defense. Love it. Setting up an easy five-foot step to a flank. Ooze is up. The ooze swings around and attacks at you because it has very little brains. Yeah, waste of a turn. Flaming Sphere! <laughs> Flaming Sphere, Polly. Where does Dab send it? You got two more rounds left. We know the ooze isn't affected by it. Correct. At all. Immune to fire. Immune to fire. Mm. Want to set fire to any buildings? You can burn the hedge. Give oh. us an out. Don't just start a massive fire here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you could totally burn the fucking hedge. Yeah, call everybody back. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. So far, there has not been, you know, we haven't had any gunshots going nope. off, not any, like, major displays of uh, light and that kind of stuff. So, so far, a relatively, relatively chill combat from the outside perspective. 
That was a clutch spell, though. Yeah, yeah. it sure was. Again. Yeah, um, fantastic spell. Would it be. Uh, you're gonna roll it right onto Roni, aren't you? I'm gonna roll it right <laughs> this over. This is the onto moment. <laughs> Finally, the grand conspiracy. <laughs> it all comes to fruition right here in the courtyard. I think it's worth dismissing it to not draw any more attention in case anything else. Okay, that's a standard action. Comes up. Okay. And then you want to move anywhere after that? You're gonna hang tight. I'm gonna um, move to the uh, open door that I want to close. Actually, you can take a five foot step. And okay. Just close it from here. You're good. All right, so Dabit closes with that gatehouse door and closes it up. Grip, we're on to you. Easy five-foot step to a flanking position with the hated Id Ooze. We're going to put power attack back on. Do it. We're going to take a five-foot step Do it. to flank with Roni. Do it. And then we're going to unleash. You were born for this fight. Yes. Uh, this will be a full attack. First one. 18. Hit. You've done so much damage. So much damage. <laughs> Ten points of damage. Yes, and the hits keep coming. Second attack. This is a very satisfying fight for you all, I imagine. It's really great. Well, uh, that one's not so good. That's just a five. Uh, Flanking? Just a, the, oh, I didn't add the flank, but still. Um, seven doesn't hit. Seven's still not going to hit. It does not hit. <laughs> How did I? Did I? I must have been a... Anyway, uh, uh, final attack. Twenty-two. Uh, Twenty-three. A, 20, Twenty-three. That's, that's a hit. That's going to be 11 points of damage. And the ooze drops. That is the end of Chapter 64. The infiltration has begun. We'll pick up here next week. Thanks, y'all. Yes. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. WTPK. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Two tags. Season good. two tag. <laughs> <laughs>